esoteric matters and to the lector of knowledge. I'm Christopher Scarborough. And I'm Joe Taylor. And welcome to the Curioso Podcast. Christopher. Joe, what's going on, buddy? Nothing. My Curioso Podcast host, co-host. <laughs> co co-host. Co-host with the mo-host. With the mo-host? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's I'm not... just coming up with stuff. All right, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. All right, so what are we talking about today? Uh, I don't know. I was just thinking I was going to get dressed up like, uh, you know, maybe... A princess or a pony or, you know, something. A princess pony? Yeah, a princess pony and, you know, maybe go cosplaying tonight. Sounds good. Isn't that yeah. what you do? A costuming? Yeah, when you when you, when you you get dressed up and cosplay, you just walk around on the streets like that, right? Isn't that <laughs> how you do it? Uh, no. No? No. Oh. Okay, well, I guess we'll get into it. Yes, we will. And you know what? We'll probably get into it with our guest tonight. And who's our guest? Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Oh, just introduce yourself. Yeah, hey, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, um, Chris, we've been knowing each other for a couple years. And yes, we have. I guess, yeah, Tony Equi from the Rock and Roll Freak Show. I've been also doing cosplay mm-hmm. for a while. And actually, kind of sorry I was running late. I, I was actually, I'm not setting you guys up for a bitter joke, but I really was like painting shoes. And <laughs> you can check my socks, right? Because like one of the problems with spray paint is... Oh, your socks are you totally get this, purple. You get this like spray dust everywhere. Even yeah, a yeah. friend of mine, David, who does like professional... Uh, Spray paint art mm-hmm. has the same problem. It's like his basement's just covered in. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The dust. Over spray, yeah, and the dust. Oh yeah. And my me having OCD doesn't make it any better. So <laughs> I'll do like one coat, and then I hurry up with a mop, and I'll hit like the floor, and like got him off the floor because then I just track it all over the house. But hey, yeah, I'm great to be here. Thanks. Yeah, we're uh, we're very excited to have you, and we know that uh, you uh, love uh, getting dressed up and uh, doing some cosplay, right? I have been known to enjoy the outfits. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been you know, very anti-spandex for a while because, you know, being six foot two and 150 pounds, you see just about everything. <laughs> right. And I'm Rails. not like a ripped 150 pounds, I'm more like a ribbed. <laughs> oh, I had a, I had a nice... Uh, I had a nice root suit. Uh, I was, um, I was, uh, what, what's this, the, the green man. Yeah. 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 I was the green man for uh, a Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, not left, much left to the imagination there. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, with not, especially not my gut was not left to the imagination. <laughs> it was all out there. So. Is that one of those big, full, all-body Sentai suits? Yeah. How mm-hmm. do you yeah. even see out of those? Uh, well, it's really kind of hard, especially if it's dark. Yeah, you know, you're at like a dark bar at night. But here's the cool thing: you can actually drink with it. Just it just up, up just flows through. It's just like a sieve. It just really? flows like right through cheese it. Cheese cloth. Yeah, but then you have a wet mouth for the rest of the night, and it's kind of <laughs> gross. Yeah, and try don't have a mustache. Just no. no. Then you're just poking <laughs> holes. Like this. Freshly shaved, sir. It's like when I Freshly put stockings shaved. on and I haven't shaved. Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tony, I wanted to, uh, I, I kind of, I don't know if I should bring this up first, but I think it would be good. When I asked you to come out to uh, the Curioso and discuss uh, cosplay, you told me specifically, well, I don't really like to call it cosplay. No, I absolutely hate that term. So let's let's talk about that first. Why I hate the term? I don't, <laughs> It for some reason it, it has a very like child mm-hmm. feel, which I know is kind of like like, you know, the origins of it, it's very kid-like, very friendly, very fun. Yeah. But for some reason, cosplay to me always seems like, do-do-do-do, look, I'm cosplaying. Where I'm <laughs> right. like, can't I just be like, cosplay? 
Right. Well, so you're, you're saying your own personal view of, of the word is I wish it was a better word. I wish it was. Well, do, I mean, do you guys want to know the whole history of that? Sure. I just want to mention this real quick before you get into it. So, it, you know, I'm totally cool with that. And the reason why, I don't like when people have on cologne and they say, I'm wearing cologne. No, it's I'm scented. I'm scented with cologne. That's my word for it. So if you have another word, we can just not call it cosplay and call it your word for the rest of the night. Mm. See, I call it costuming. The, oh. the original word for it was costuming. You know, and that's what I call it. Or just getting dressed up. Or getting dressed up, yeah. A dress up box. In my, yeah, in my, my dress up, you know, uh, closet. Bring out the dress up box and get all dolled up. And... <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, was it? Recently, I've been referring mm-hmm. to myself as like I'm making a new persona. I'm like, hey, check out my new persona. Because when I, when I do a costume or a cosplay... An outfit. Or a cosplay, if I <laughs> have to say outfit. that. Yeah. I right. will take on that whole persona. I try to read up on the character, do the mannerisms. Because I'm like, if you're going to yeah. do it, I'm not going to do it half-ass. Yeah, it's, go all the way. You should yeah. be the full-on yeah. the full on character. Right. Right. Yeah. right. But then, you know, you go you go up to a girl and like, hey, check out my alter persona. They think you're bipolar, schizophrenic. Like, How many people am I dealing with? <laughs> and it's, it's bad enough that some of my personas, especially the one that's lasted the longest, I do speak about him in third person. Yeah. And it yeah, screws yeah. a lot of people up until they actually meet him and then they meet me. And it's like, wait, what's the matter with you? Can't you just <laughs> tell me? And I'm like, no, he's doing this today. Yeah. Right. So what are you him. doing today? I've met him and performed with him. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So I think we all have. He's much more animated than I am. <laughs> I, I do all of his writing, though. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the, the, the costuming thing, uh, it's been around for more than 50 years. Mm-hmm. It was the, the, the first recorded account was at a World Science Fiction Convention in New York City in 1939. And that's called, that's Worldcon. Worldcon, yes. Mm -hmm. And at the time, a 22-year-old Forrest J. Ackerman and his friend Myrtle R. Jones... Uncle Forey. Mm-hmm. ...appeared in their uh, science fiction costumes at this convention. They say that uh, the, the costume that he wore was kind of like a futuristic soldier. Yeah. Futuristic military or space military man. Mm Mm-hmm. It was kind of generic. He wasn't anything specific. No, but he wasn't dressed in slacks and a button-up with a tie Mm -hmm. either, you know? Uh, So among the 185 attendees, there's these two people who are dressed up, you know? So it was a bit of a shock back then. You're, You're talking 1939, and someone who's not either paid by the... Uh, the convention as sort of an act, you know, or, uh, you know, props in the background. These are people paid money to get in who are showing their their fandom by wearing costumes for their favorite stuff. Right off the bat, I love the way that you referred to them as background or not. But you you know what I mean? Yeah. At a game convention, you'll have people who are hired to dress up like characters in the game. Mm -hmm. Now, they they aren't cosplaying. They are hired... As hired guns, actors, and it's so know. weird to see that now. Like cons promote, like, hey, I've hired such and such who is a known cosplayer to show up. It's right. It's so weird to me. Ackerman would later become the future editor of Famous Monsters of Film magazine. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, he was dressed up as as like a, a star pilot, is what he called it. Yeah. Um, his female friend was dressed as a character from one of her favorite science fiction movies, Things to Come. The costumed duo 
uh, amongst this, this crowd of people really, really stood out. So to, to, to see that for the first time, that someone who was, you know, just doing it because it's fun, you know? They had a good time just making the costumes, dressing up, and I don't know, that, that, that just right there is, is something very unique. So there was a writer in the crowd. This, I mean, the, the whole crowd was writers, artists, and fans of science fiction. And there was a writer in that crowd, Frederick Pohl. And he later wrote a book uh, called The Way the Future Was. And in that book, he described the, the, the couple as stylishly, stylishly dressed in the fashions of the 25th century. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty awesome, yeah. you know, to, to be mentioned in a book and then, you know, being in the 25th century of fashion. Back then, 1939, that became known as costuming. Like when you went to, like Halloween, okay? You, it wasn't cosplaying back then. It was considered, you're wearing a costume, you're costuming, you're, you know, uh, if you go to a masquerade, it's a costumed masquerade. So, Forrest J. Ackerman, mm -hmm. okay, uh, he, wa he uh, passed away in 2008 at the age of 92. He was an aficionado of just horror movies, and he had, he, he actually had a personal collection where he lived in L.A. that he used to take people through to see, you know, I mean, he had all kinds of stuff from the... His own personal museum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had nice. his own personal museum. He had, you know, all kinds of things from, uh, from Star Wars, from just different movies. You know, like you had said, he was uh, the editor of Famous Monsters of Filmland mm -hmm. uh, from 58 uh, up till 1983. All kinds of people have cited him as an inspiration, including Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Stephen King, Peter Jackson, Tim Burton, John Landis, Guillermo mm -hmm. del Toro. Uh, I, I, all, I mean, just like the list goes on and on. Yeah. So, I mean, he has just, he has been uh, in all kinds of sci-fi movies. And in fact, he coined the specific phrase sci-fi instead of using science fiction or science fiction you know novels or he coined the phrase sci-fi he hmm. was in movies like uh the howling dead alive the kentucky fried movie he's all done cameos in yeah he was uh yeah just a an amazing guy i just thought it you know it would be kind of cool to talk about him a little bit Mm -hmm. Before he coined the word sci-fi, what were they calling sci-fi movies before this? Because like you just have science, science fiction. fiction, they would say the full the full term. Yeah, but he coined the actual phrase sci-fi. What, what, what did he be coining the paraphrase? Yeah, he would be coining the paraphrase, <laughs> Joe. Thanks. <laughs> or it's a conjunction, right? Mm -hmm. When you take two words and split them in half and make one word, that's how the word cosplay comes in. Portmanteau. Yes, a. Portmanteau, and I always yeah. thought that was like a weird sailor term. Yeah, where you you put your mantos. <laughs> no, like you take work on the port. port you know, the <laughs> yeah, portman's you, you, you take your mantos to the port and dip them right. in the water. Yeah. I thought it was a sailor term. Yeah, are you? <laughs> no. I think you're joking. <laughs> I am joking. <laughs> so the word cosplay itself, the, the the term, was first coined in 1983, 84. There's varying. Uh, conjecture on this. Yeah, I saw '85. So yeah, but okay. it was in it was at Worldcon. Yes, but the the issue that came out with that term came out in 1984. Mm -hmm. So he may have seen the you know the year before. And I'm talking about Nobuyuki Takashi. Mm -hmm. He was a a writer 
for a Japanese magazine called Studio Hard. Yeah, he, which <laughs> it was, he was an, a Japanese reporter. Yeah. It was an anime magazine. Okay. Okay. Not not one of your weird magazines. <laughs> Just an uh. anime magazine. And he was sent there to cover the uh, 1983-84 convention in L.A., uh, the Worldcon convention. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, walking the halls, as you would at a convention, and he's seeing all these people, like, dressed up in their, you know, favorite characters. And the, 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 the words that he chose to, I guess, depict that in, in Japan was costume and play. As no one's really sure why he chose the word play, because there's the only you know stage thing they had was for a masquerade dance, and and the thing is is that there is something typically uh, at at conventions mm-hmm. that they used to call the masquerade, yes, where everyone would get on stage and they would uh, you know you would kind of go up there and whoever had the best costume, kind of like, like you do at Halloween, a costume right? contest, a costume contest, yeah. and they would call that costume contest the masquerade Mm -hmm. he wanted to call it masquerading however uh the the japanese translation to it was more like fancy people dressing up you know what i mean like oh they're just kind of hoity-toity fancy people dressing up and he didn't want to convey that specifically he wanted to make sure that they understood that it was it was something fun that everyone did with costumes with costumes it really had nothing to do with with Dressing up in fancy ball gowns. Right, right. So I mean, that's where the term comes from. It's it's a it's the, and the Japanese have this sort of uh, technique of conjoining loan words together and using the portmanteaus. They use it a lot, you know, as sort of a popular culture thing. Mm-hmm. They'll take you know this word and this word and smash them together. So that's where the word cosplay comes from. So it's only, you know been around since 84 or 83, 84. Even though the tradition goes back to the 30s. Prob- yeah, goes back know? 40 years earlier. And that was called costuming. Mm-hmm. So what what do you guys think the difference is between costuming and cosplay? Well, I'm going to let Tony handle this because I, uh, I don't even really usually get dressed up. In fact, most of the time I just go outside in my underwear. <laughs> the difference. Let's see. Costuming to me, I don't know, it seems like you're doing it for a certain period of time throughout the year. Like, costuming, like I'm getting in a costume for Halloween. Right. That's what you always think of. Or cosplay, mm-hmm. it's more like I'm doing it for a convention or something that's themed around the character that I've created. Right. Either based on a TV, movie, video game. It's really just... It's just gone wherever now. Any kind of like pop culture reference can actually be cosplayed now. Right. Uh, originally in the, the 80s and 90s in Japan, it was primarily for anime, uh, mangas, the, the comic books, mm-hmm. or the graphic novels over there, and, and, and films. So that was pretty much your, your, what they would use that word for. So if they did a convention, a show, a festival, when they would dress up, even um, there's a, a little bridge in... Uh, in and around Shibuya, where pretty much since the mid-late 90s, people go there on the weekends dressed up as their favorite characters and just hang out. Now, isn't that the otaku? Isn't that what they call them? Uh, some are called that, but yeah, the, the otaku, we talked about this before. Uh, otaku is a, it's a derogatory term. 
Oh, originally it was a derogatory okay. term, which basically meant basement dweller. Oh, that's <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yeah, and yeah. not like a chud, not like a cannibalistic <laughs> humanoid underdweller. Uh, it, it referred to people who pretty much stayed at home, didn't have a lot of social. Your lives, stereotype of uh, of your basic nerd. Yeah, you know. And um, yeah, but it's just it's it's kind of changed now where yes. nerd isn't a bad word here. Yeah, of course, of course. So I mean, it's it's it it was at one point. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, you know, one of the things that I kind of wanted to mention was that a lot of people think that the um, the 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 costuming or cosplay started in Japan because no. yeah. because it was you know coined by uh, the the Japanese. Well, the word writer. started there. the world. The word started there right. because of that, but. Uh, I I heard I was uh, reading a little bit about um, someone who was dressing up as Captain Herlock. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a very early manga, and it was also a cartoon yeah. that was that was done. And someone was dressing up like Captain Herlock in like it was like 1973, 1974 yeah. in the U.S. at at one of the conventions, okay. which which means really. Americans started dressing up uh, as Japanese characters yeah. before Japanese characters really started dressing up as themselves. Well, no, right? because isn't because that correct? People were because you'd have a, a manga signing, mm-hmm. you know, in in the the sixties or the seventies, and you would still have people dressing up, but they still referred to it as as costuming before that whole eighty three eighty four session where. You had a Japanese writer come over and view it over here and go, wow, they, they do the same stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but they didn't realize that, you know, the same thing was happening over in Japan. It was over here. You know what I mean? And well, it was just his perception of what, what was going on and taking it back over there and then giving it a cool, hip Japanese term, you know, which made it a little bit more popular and it's just gained since then. Well, uh, okay. So I said I wasn't going to say this, but you... So you were talking about costuming, and when you say mm-hmm. costuming it, it makes me think of a uh, you know like the prop department, you know, and, but in, that's in where a it comes Hollywood from. movie. So that's... the costuming department, the people who get the people in the you know into the costumes and yeah. get them into the medieval yeah. garb so they can go shoot Game of Thrones. Exactly. You know, but that's, that's, that's where what, this that's comes what it makes from. me think of. Even before that, you know, you're going back to you know Romans and Victorians. They all had this sort of you know, plays and, and, and masquerades and things like that. And you wore costumes. You mm-hmm. were somebody else for the night, basically. You know, yeah. you wore a mask. You wore face paint. Uh, you know, ancient Japan, they had kabukis and, and all this stuff. It's the same thing. It is a costume. Kabuki theater! Right, Sergeant yeah. Kabuki Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, we've been doing this as a as a collective culture for a long time. Makes me want to have one of those big fans that goes... <laughs> You know, when you <laughs> fold it out. Right. Boop, 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 you know. But the difference that I, I can see between cosplay and costuming now, there isn't much of one. Mm-hmm. Because, like you were saying, Tony, it, it's pretty much branched to everything. From comic books to historical reenactments to fantasy, science fiction, horror, film, pop culture, video games. And there's even this thing called crossplay now, which is like taking a Mario you know, a Mario costume, mm-hmm. and making him a zombie Mario. Now you're doing two different costumes and combining them. So it's cross-play. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of, I mean, it's it's just like with the whole, you know, DC Marvel thing, and people yeah. are so into 
the idea of those two things crossing, you know? So you have like, uh, you know, I've seen characters like Batpool and, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Different different things like that where you where you put two different characters together. Yeah. And really, if any two characters should go together, it should be Deadpool and uh, and Slade Wilson, which is, uh, <laughs> which Deadpool was originally the parody of. You right, know, right, uh, right. Um, Death, Deathstroke. Yeah, Deathstroke. So, you know, that's what I want to see. I want to see Deathstroke Deadpool, you know, together, mashed, mashed <laughs> as one person. That's what I want to see. It's interesting that you talked about the crossover playing. Because uh-huh. uh, last year, the group that I'm in, we did uh, superheroes and villains, but fancy dressed. Oh. So I was Mysterio. Instead of wearing the, the green jumpsuit that he normally has, mm-hmm. it was a nice gold vest with a nice, like, fancy shirt underneath, cufflings, of course, a pocket watch, and just but dress the, slacks. And, yeah, and still the has the big, big dome, dome, still has the big gauntlets <laughs> on his yeah. hands. Buddy of mine who was Doc Ock had, of course, the big tentacles coming out, but a nice tailored green and yellow suit. Yeah. Going with the color scheme. And then mm-hmm. with this summer, our new theme is going to be heroes and villains go to the beach. So once again, we're taking <laughs> one thing and taking them someplace else. Because how often you... Oh, well, the, is, the, is Mysterio ever going to go to the beach? Probably not. But, but is, is Batman oh, going to go sh- with the cape and cowl on and then just like swimmy trunks? Um, well, if, you had, would be if you had ever seen the Marvel swimsuit edition, you would know that most of those characters, yes, would do that. With apparently. the floaties? With the arm floaties? It was like, we were thinking about that for Doc Ock. When each arm, a big <laughs> yellow floaties. floaty, he just walks around the convention and like maybe one of those Borat thongs swimsuits. <laughs> oh, with right. The, the onesies? Well, yeah. Well, at yeah. least it wouldn't be hot. No. Right. That was the other thing. I was like, the last couple of years, I've been making these bigger and more obnoxious outfits. I'm like, I'm miserable in them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I like all the attention that I get, but you know what? I really don't want to walk around. And after 30 minutes, I'm drenched. I'm miserable. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this year, it's all about comfort. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, and I've only been doing. I mean, I've I've worn costumes all my life for Halloween. You know, Halloween is that's my day. You know, I'll quit a job if I have to if I can't go out on Halloween. But in the past, like, I want to say, like, you know, seven, eight years, I've been slowly getting into this weird routine of, like, the few months before Halloween, I will devote to making a costume. You know, just it, that's just how I like to do stuff. But, yeah, it's getting more and more elaborate, more complicated, and more expensive. And then I'm like, what am I doing? And by the time I actually wear it, I'm like, this is so uncomfortable, and it's hot, and I want to wear it. And, uh... But it's still the, I think the, the the core of of doing you know whatever you want to call it cosplay or costuming, um, I think it's it's the fun thing. I mean, you you even brought um, a little, you know, quote. Oh, the quote is um, cosplay: what it is and what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Cosplay is not how many fans you have, how many skills you acquire, how many awards you received, how many suits you buy or sell how many likes you've gotten, and how much money you invest. Mm. And I totally agree with that. Right. And, like, <clears throat> I don't do it for any of that stuff. No, I do it no. for a lot of the fun. A lot of times, much like you, you do a couple months. Yeah. Sometimes I'll start, like, sketching stuff out almost a year in advance mm-hmm. because I enjoy that long journey into it. Yeah, and I'll right. take tons of pictures, and I'll start teasing stuff that's, like, six months away. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing? It's a piece of paper with some scribbly lines. I'm like, just wait. Right. It's the evolution. I've always enjoyed the evolution. Yeah, of and it's the crafting, and it's the, you know, putting your mind to something that, in the end, will be a finished product, you know, that you get to wear around and, and just be comfortable and, and be somebody else for the day. That's pretty awesome. 
And you were talking about uh, Halloween. Like, uh, you know, it's one of our favorite holidays. I mean, in fact, during Halloween, most of the time we do a podcast every episode, every mm-hmm. week instead of every other week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we went out dressed, you know, last Halloween, you know, together and dressed as characters. Yes, we did. Uh, instead of just, you know, like, I'm a pun or anything like that. <laughs> right. So, um, uh, but, you know, that's what I like about uh, cosplay or costuming is that it is a way for you to enjoy that aspect of Halloween whenever you want. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you and can go, you know, to conventions with other people mm-hmm. that are doing it. You know what I mean? And, you know, and then there's, you know, you have, you know, several thousand people there yeah. where, you know, 75% of them are dressed up as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it makes it really, it makes it a very comfortable environment for someone who, who puts all that work into a costume and then even if they don't get, you know, praised every five seconds and get their take, you know, picture taken every two seconds, they feel comfortable because no one is judging them based on, on them. They're, you know, it's all like, Oh wow. He likes the, the, the character. Or he's got that costume on You know, it's, it's like this, or that's great work that you yeah, did. Or great yeah. work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's this sort of community, you know, which like, I mean, just for some examples that people use costume or cosplay is like, you know, of course, masquerades, um, conventions, movie openings. They do that a lot in L.A. Well, a yeah, lot of but that. I mean, I, I remember going to see, you know, some of the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. and even here in Maryland where, mm-hmm. you know, we're about as far from L.A. as you can get. Yeah. You know, I saw people dressed up as the characters. Yeah. When yeah. when I went. Especially opening nights. Yeah. When I went to go see the uh, when they. One, two, and three, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. When those opened up, a, you know, a good half the audience was dressed up. Yeah. For a movie opening, which is, you know, I, mean, it's, I remember that in Rocky Horror, but that was expected when mm-hmm. you did Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. You know, not for like... Oh, that's we should, we should definitely bring that up. That's definitely a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. People, you know, getting together and cosplaying for that, you know, mm-hmm. the midnight movie, going to see Rocky Horror. I've actually cannot stand that movie. Really? really? Yeah. See, I, I I worked on a production of it over at Anne Arundel uh, Community College. You worked on that? One of them. Yeah, it really? ran for years, dude. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I helped with one of them, and then I was actually uh, a helper in one of the Towson events. Mm-hmm. I used to be part of the Rocky Horror Fan Club. I did, you know. I, I, I would did never not go know on, that you were that involved, Joe. I never wanted to go on stage because I was a large person back then. <laughs> did you throw the bread? Oh yeah, throw the did bread, you, did you all the, the gun, no, okay. everything, everything, and, and it's funny because it, you go to this theater and watch it, you're gonna get different responses than when you go to that theater and watch it. Two different groups, they have their own little quips that they throw at the movie, but yeah, it, it is at the core, it is cosplay because oh, Eddie, <laughs> because you know they're they're uh, dressing up as characters from the film, mm-hmm. you know, or. You can go totally generic and just be a Transylvanian, you know, just a background character. Yeah. Um, you just some Makes weird... me boogie with a midget. <laughs> Shake. But yeah, at the core of that, that's still, you know, costuming or cosplay. Now, I, I think the word cosplay is, is, that's when you pick a specific character. Wherever the genre may lay, I think it's picking a specific character. Now, you can still do that in costuming, but if I dress up as a witch, just a random witch, that's a costume. 
You know what I mean? I'm so costuming is more like creative control where cosplay is like there's already a defined character, what he looks like, and his that's, mannerisms that's, and all that. That's it's my No book. creativity behind. Well, you can, like the crossplay thing, you know? Yeah, or, or, that's or, what I was saying with the crossplay. Like one of the major things that I've seen recently is taking characters and turning them into a. Uh, a steampunk version of yeah. that character. Yeah. And I see, you know, of course, Iron Man, Batman, you know, mm -hmm. all kinds of characters that you turn, you know, steampunk. That's one of the yeah. major things that I've seen recently. Yeah, and then there's there's even the, uh, you know, the store-bought version of, of cross-play where you take a basic character, um, pick anybody, uh, Catwoman, and you, you sell that costume as, for some reason, it's like a mini skirt and cat ears now. Oh, slut playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we see that really a lot around Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I call it now, I call it Horroween. Oh. Because of that. <laughs> because they're taking these, these perfectly good characters, which are sexy in themselves, you know, and then a bunch of midriffs and short skirts, like, and then you have 15 of them walking down the street. That's, you know, there's no... There, you're not doing anything. You know, sexy you're buying nurse. it off the rack. <laughs> but you know what like I mean? Like, but that's that's a form sexy of sexy bar wench. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> the dirty nun. Yeah, nun and dirty nun. Sexy nun. Right. Um, okay. So I don't think they really exist. <laughs> it's like a unicorn, right? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny, you know, you were mentioning that and I, I read something and they were talking about uh, uh, with Forrest Ackerman, he was discussing how Back in the days where he was dressing up and going to the Worldcon, mm -hmm. he, you know, like a woman who was into the, you know, into the genre and and would come to the conventions was basically like a unicorn. Mm -hmm. Like you, like it was so rare. It was all guys back in the yeah. It was days. like ninety nine point nine percent dudes. Yeah, yeah. And, and now it's become a, a much more, oh, yeah. you know, like female oriented, female yeah. friendly, you know, uh, events. Yeah, you know? I mean, you've got... You've In got, fact, a, a lot of ways, female-centric. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got things like... Let's take the Ren Fair. Uh, Maryland has a Renaissance Festival. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of states have a Renaissance Festival. And that, that is... I mean, it kind of is in the both, you know, both camps of costuming and cosplay. Because at the Maryland Festival, the last day of the festival is called Day of Wrong. Mm -hmm. So you you're gonna have stormtroopers and you're gonna have Doctor Who's and you know you're and that's have... perfectly okay at that point yeah right right because it's basically dress up as whatever you feel like yeah but the the whole thing about a Renaissance festival is you know historical or period pieces right so that would be like we were talking about more like costuming right costuming but it, but yeah. it, but say you're you're costuming as um, Henry VIII. Well, you know? that would I believe that's actually uh, the king of of so so he would be the one that is cosplaying. I don't see that's where that's where but my, he's getting paid to be there. He's more of an actor, yeah. right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you know that's that's where I kind of get you know what's the line. So my act, the Scarred and Dangerous Thrill Show, I'm only one half of. The other half is Dangerous D. He's currently living in California, and he's going to call in from time to time 
to give you his two cents about all of our topics here on The Curioso. Now, all dangers considered, a moment for dangerous I didn't realize cosplay was such a big thing, but now that I know, at least once a year, I will dress as Sir Humpalot, find the nearest convention, and dry hump the out of everything I see. Cosplay that! started talking about how like women are into it more mm-hmm. yeah because if you want I'll, I'll segue back into that because when the first con I went to in 2003 we had an expression for like girls like that it's called con hot yeah they're only yeah. hot at a convention we saw them in the real world they weren't that hot yeah but, this, but see, then you also had like booth babes yeah which but started, again, I think came from like car shows and then and video games yeah. and movies and stuff like that but most conventions that I've been to in, in the past few years You've got a pretty wide spread of people, you know, that... Oh, it's definitely changed. It's become more socially acceptable. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. We're not hiding in our basements, you know. Oh, I get to wear my my spaceman suit, you know. Which I think is a lot of resentful, because now the jock who plays Uh, football is showing up at your con. Yeah. Look at me, look at me, I'm a Spartan. (laughs) Of course, he's still the jock, but now he's like... exactly. He's you Superman, know. or yeah, he's, <laughs> well, he's <right>. kicking people. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the the uh, the the pages have flipped. Yeah, I know. It, but it's, it's, so, we have flipped the script. But but it's it's still kind of cool because we still have the the I think the majority of respect, especially when people who who do their own costumes, you know, their own, their own their own work, because you know you're putting your time, your effort, your energy into creating something that you're going to be proud of. You know, not if anybody else is going to like it. You have to be proud of it. And it's you weird because you're seeing that at cons now. You're actually almost seeing a riff yeah. between, like, the people who are, like, you know what, I made it this way. Because mm-hmm. it was one of those, that Heroes of Cosplay, that show that I can't stand. Um, one, of the, one of the people in there was like, well, you don't really cosplay unless you know how to sell. I don't know how to sew to save my life. <laughs> I, used, I use this fabric glue stuff called... The the seam stuff? Yeah, FabTac. Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. I've used it, yeah. I mean, I can sew, but if I want to do it super quick or it's a difficult, you know, fabric, I'll use that, you know? See, my whole thing is when I make something I want to do it, I hate it. A lot of my buddies who also do this, they know how to sew. And they're like, hey, if you need help, let us know. We'll sew for you. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, I'd much rather do it myself. Because if well, I'm going to... It's, it's yours. If, yeah. yeah. As opposed to like my buddy going, yeah, I hope uh, Tony sew that shirt there. It looks great, huh? <laughs> no, man, I, I glued it. I don't need you. I glued these two pair of pants together. <laughs> right. Leave me alone. <laughs> but uh, speaking of that, speaking of, of the whole sewing thing, um, a few little things that, that I've come across with, you know, ways to pick. Like if, if you're going to a convention for the first time, you know, you're, you're brand new to this, you, but you've seen, seen it happen and, and you want to go. And you, you know, love comic books or movies or anime, whatever your your niche is, and you want to do this, you want to cosplay or costume or whatever you want to call it. What are some good things to to keep in mind to pick out your your character, your cosplay character? Um, I have a friend of mine who's joining me for the first time this summer, mm-hmm. and she's like coming up with all these ideas. I'm like, all right, first thing, you need to be comfortable. 
Yeah. First thing, know your character. Make sure it's someone you like. Don't conform because, you know, you're going to see 700 Spider-Mans. You're going to see a whole load of Deadpools. Probably one of the most annoying cosplays. Right. And this is, <laughs> but, and this, you shouldn't. Great character, but man, what his fans have done to him. Yeah. And you shouldn't think of it as like, you know, uh, a fashion runway, you know, where they always say, oh, well, beauty is pain. Well, no, it should be form and function, you and know. The, the hardest part that I find about cosplaying is you're in your hotel room, you got that outfit on, that walk to the elevator <laughs> is the hardest part <laughs> because you're like, you're not going to run into people from the con. You might, but you're more right. likely you're going to run into the family of four who's mm -hmm. on their summer break <laughs> and the kids are like, mommy, look what that. Right. And you just hope that that yeah. kid loves Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Right. And if you're a guy like me and you know, you got the spandex, my first year I was like, really, can you see my junk? Can you see it? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're very self-conscious. You're just a thrown cup. out there. A cup. When I did my uh, last year, I did the uh, the Jareth, the Goblin King uh, costume. I invested in a cup because the first time I put those damn tights on, I was like, "Oh no, no, no! I can't walk around children like this." <laughs> like, you know, my 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 twig and berries, my meat and veg. Like, I had to invest in a cup to, you know, you still get the idea. That oh, there's a package there behind those tights. Oh come on! But it's dude, it was. You like know, a you had people asking if you had a haggis. You were smuggling haggis <laughs> into the U.S. Exactly, <laughs> but it wasn't flopping about, you know, like a dead fish, and you know, little. You kids. had your neeps and tatties tucked away. I exactly. Get it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's just for my own, you know, uh, my own feeling of comfort. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want. Some old lady going, oh, look at that there, little dead fishes, you know. So if you if no one knows this, uh, Joe, he's mentioned it four times now that he dressed like uh, Jareth. But uh, once this episode, what, like four once's, no. four once's, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so uh, Joe has actually been immortalized, immortalized in a comic uh, yeah. by Ashtray, and uh, I will be putting that on the show notes uh, when he was in his Jareth costume at the Renaissance Festival and uh, met up with this artist. Yeah. She immortalized him in a comic. It's pretty and, awesome. Yeah, that'll be up on the show notes for you to enjoy. So here's some some steps that I I, I think people should. Keep in mind, I mean, these aren't strict rules or regulations. Do what you need to do. Evaluate yourself. So the, the character you choose, do you come close to that character? Height, weight, eye color, hair color. Are you going to have to change something about, about that? Like when you did Lord Varys. Yes, and that's what I wanted to mention, is mm -hmm. that specifically I am bald and I have sideburns. So typically I try to come up with a character that... I can, you know, I can be yeah, that, 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 that will kind of be, you know, kind of look going normal. Complement your your body shape, your frame, and vice versa. Yes, my pear shaped body and my frame. <laughs> but uh, you know, also I've been. I also uh, when Darren and I were doing the show together mm -hmm. uh, one Halloween, he went as uh, Abraham Lincoln, and I was George Washington, and yeah. I wore the powdered wig, and I just kept the sideburns because what the heck? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure George, uh, Washington had sideburns at some point in time. Yeah, you know, you know? and uh, I've been Lord Varys. Uh, which I actually did because it, uh, for November I decided to shave my sideburns off, mm -hmm. and apparently I look like Phil Collins, but <laughs> I did shave them off, and I look just like uh, Lord Varys. Yeah. Yeah, but a little sexier. Yeah, and you did yeah. a great uh, job on that sewing, too. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, you you mean sewing my crotch back together because I was a... 
Did you split your pants? No. No, no, no. no Lord no. Burries is a eunuch. He's a eunuch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think he went totally full character. Yeah, no, no. No, no. I, I kept the neeps and tatties. So, uh, and then your skill level. What is your, what are you able to do and not do? Like, you know, if, if you want to do all these large props, if like you're going to do a Gundam costume, you know, which that's a lot of work. Some people use foam. Some people use uh, plastic molding. Some people use plaster of parrot. There's so many different ways you can do it. But the end result, how is that going to look? Are you going to be able to accomplish that look? And do you want to? You know, if you're fine with just, you know, doing paper mache and you're happy with that, so be it. That's cool. But keep your skill level, painting, design, everything, that should be kind of in your mind when you're picking a costume. Uh, third, I think, is probably the, the, the biggest thing, time and money. Do you have time to devote to an elaborate costume? Do you have the money to pay for all the parts and bits and things and stuff to make this costume? So, and lastly, research. Get pictures, watch movies, mannerisms, like you were saying. You know, uh, you have to kind of, you're acting at that, time, at that, that point. Especially if you really, really, really enjoy the character and you're trying to portray the best possible version of that character, of course you're gonna check mannerisms and voice and, you know, do as much as you want, but do your research. Yeah, there was a year I did the Red Skull, and I walked around. There's a there's a couple issues of Red Skull where he's running for president. So I had him, like, in the suit and tie running for president with the Cosmic Cube walking around. Right. And a buddy of mine looks at me. He's like, dude, you've, you've kind of turned into a dick in the last 15 minutes. What's going on with you? And I'm like, it's how he was. Yeah. I'm, I'm walking. He's like, even in your walk? I'm like, yeah, you've got to walk. Yeah. Like, you've got to it's got to be a, yeah. yeah, when I was uh, Lord Varys, you know, yeah, you have the arms tucked inside of the of the sleeves, and that's how I'd walk, and I had, you know, my cell phone in there, you know, mm-hmm. had a little pocket and everything for that, so I would just hold it, but yeah, that's just like all kind of a part of it, the, the mannerisms and whatnot, but yeah. w- we were sort of talking about, um, you know, the, you know, your skill level and, and, and what you're going to do, but yeah. I found some awesome photos from the 70s. Okay. Of people who didn't have the best skill level, but at that time, uh, there was a little movie that came out. And you might have heard of it called Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Star Wars came out, it was huge. And I found some awesome vintage photos of people who were dressed up like Darth Vader, C three PO, R two D two, little mm-hmm. kids dressed up like R two D two. And th- some of the the costumes are terrible, but they are all homemade. You know, taking you know tin foil. You know. Uh, you know, girls dressed up like Princess Leia with the buns in their hair, you know, with like <laughs> yarn and things. Right. And they're just totally awesome, you know, and but they're see, just that's... these vintage like photographs. Yeah. You know, but it's, they, they didn't, at that point in time, you know, they didn't have these mainstream companies that were coming in and making these costumes. Right, right, of course. And there and, was no internet, because honestly, that's where I do a lot of my research and oh, I yeah. find stuff. Yeah. You find a lot of Japanese companies that will make just about anything for you. Very yeah. obscure and just Yeah, and you can't you can't like download a picture. You have to remember it from the the movie. Yeah, know? I mean or maybe the poster. Sitting outside the movie theater watching, you know, looking at the poster to kind of get it get it right. Yeah, the fifth time I will mention this, the the Jareth costume. <laughs> just because it was a pain in the ass, okay? The only images that I remember was the movie. 
Mm-hmm. But you don't, the, the costume, I mean, he changes his clothes more times than a teenager in that movie. The one that I, I picked, you only see it for maybe 10 minutes mm-hmm. altogether on screen. So I didn't know what the back looked like. I didn't know the, the correct shade because the different times you see it, it's different colors. And there's the screenshots that I had, there's two different colored boots. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I actually found a place that has that costume on display in a museum, and that's what I base it on, you know? So I had front, back, side, and I based it on the museum piece from the original suit. Even if, if you don't do it whole hog and you do every single stitch yourself, you know, even if you don't do that, at least the people who are, are making the effort in making a costume, mm-hmm. I don't know. I still think that's that's a commendable, awesome thing to do, rather than going to the, you know party city, party or... city, and picking up you know uh, a cheap uh, fabric you know Star Wars suit that's going to fall apart, and you know one of those terrible plastic masks when yeah. you were a kid that yeah. just would like crack up like the second you touched it. Yeah, I mean, and I can see like. Halloween for like kids and stuff, they're gonna wear it one night. You don't want to spend yeah a couple hundred bucks on a costume for a kid who's gonna wear it one night and get sick of it. So yeah, I can understand that. But to go to a convention and I don't know, I just if you're gonna do it, like you said, go, go as you know as far as you possibly can with it. And you'll find the more that you take on that character. The people who recognize you and appreciate it will really like it more. Cause yeah. I've had just, it's really weird experiences when like someone comes up to you and they stop and they stare mm. and then they, they, <laughs> you can see, like I've seen this one little girl was like in the red skull and she's like looking at me and she's kind of shaking. Next thing I know she's lunged on me, hugging me. Right. And then she's whispering <laughs> in my ear and I'm like, oh, this is going to get weird. And she's like, she's like, you have no idea who I am, but thank you so much for being this person. That's awesome. And I was just like. And she's like, and you'll never remember me either, but this made my con. <laughs> and that's like one of those weird things, but it, it makes everything worthwhile, which makes it what we said earlier, what it's not. Mm-hmm. And that it just reinforces all that when you're out there and someone's like, hey, can I get my picture with you? Yeah. And yeah. someone's always like, hey, do a cool pose. I'm like, no. And it, <laughs> a friend of mine was like, you got a catchphrase already? I was like, what? And you're like, what you've been saying? It's like, I've been telling people, it's like, it's your picture, your moment, your memory. Tell me what you want me to do. Right, mm-hmm. right. And it's weird when you give someone that option. It, it then makes the person who is so enamored to see you now uncomfortable because they're just like, wait, I can do what I want with you? <laughs> How do I pose you? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing because you've, you've taken a character that they've only seen in two dimensions and you've mm-hmm. brought it so I can like, I can physically touch him yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember this was several Halloweens ago, I did a pyramid head. Mm-hmm. And I loved your pyramid head costume. I was downtown Fells Point for Halloween night and the funniest thing is, like, there's a bunch of drunks, a bunch of college people. Some people knew who the, what the costume was, you know, a, a few people. But then I walked around this corner, and I, I guess they were exchange students. There was, like, six or seven uh, very tiny uh, little Asian girls, all dressed like, like maids. And in this costume, I think I topped out around almost eight and a half feet with the, the boots that I made and the helmet. The sword itself was six foot tall. So I'm, I'm lumbering down the sidewalk and these, these girls just swarmed up. And, and they're like, pyramid head, dude, pyramid head. And they, like, <laughs> like one or two of them spoke, you know, decent English. So I guess they were here for a day or two. 
and they all just crowded around me. And they just pictures, really wanted to get a picture. But they yeah. knew exactly who I was. So the people walking around, you know, that I would expect to know had no clue. But these, you know, foreign exchange students, they knew exactly what it was. And that made me feel so good that night. Now, how does it make you feel when you're... Because the problem I have with Halloween, when you put all that effort into a costume, when you're hanging on the, the, the bar scene, mm-hmm. the person that sees you and calls you by something, you're not... Even, so there was a year. <laughs> yeah. there was a year you remember uh, the little claymation guy, Mr. Bill? Oh, no. Yeah. I did him one year. Face <laughs> nice. paint on. I hate face paint. But I was like, you know what? Oh, Once man, again, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to yeah. do it. Right. And like, I have people going around, man, awesome joker. I'm like, really? <laughs> I was like, I couldn't even stay in character. I couldn't even go, oh, no. I was just like, oh, what? Joker? Are you kidding me? No, you got a, uh, you know, white face and right, red right. shirt. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I remember the, the Mad Hatter costume I did. That was like the weird, because I did it based on the newer movie, which I could have done the old cartoon, you know. But I, I decided to do the more popular film one. I, I got Joker. I got um, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I got so many. I'm like. Mad Hatter, come on, people. Yeah, yeah really. I mean, sure. I mean, like, a, a, a lot of the... and I mean, it's the same. Giant Depp does the same yeah, character. It's the same character. It's the, the same. same person. Yeah. Well, it's the same character. Yeah. It literally is the same character. Since he he's done Jack Sparrow, anytime he, he does a character Jack Sparrow piece, and every, yeah. it's Jack Sparrow. So, or yeah. Keith Richards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were kind of discussing, um, you know... How much money does it take to cosplay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're on the TV show, Heroes of Cosplay, I, I just that is now coming out. I read about that. I, I don't watch TV, so yeah, it's I don't a new, know. It's on sci-fi, and it's, you know, the, the thing that I didn't really like about it so much, besides the annoying girls that are on it, is the fact that... Um, <laughs> so is it, is, it, is it like Jersey Shore, but with costume? Kind of, yeah. It's, okay. it's literally like the worst people that... Uh, that 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 do this. It'll it's make like, you, you know, want to stop cosplaying. Yeah, because oh. you'll be like, man, I enjoy it, and then you'll see these people who are like, they just take it way too seriously. Yeah, and it's like yeah. they don't you know, win. When, they're crying, and yeah, and we're saying that, but you know, they could just be doing this specifically because they're told to, because they're trying true, to make money. True, because you know, I, I got to make TV, yeah, right? And I exactly. do know there are plenty of people out there who do this either professionally or semi-professionally, mm-hmm. and just they just go to cons. Yeah, and that's all they do. They they create costumes, or you know, and... they'll they'll get paid to show up to a you know free comic book day somewhere, exactly, or you exactly. know something but like that. Usually, they know? get into it by doing conventions, mm-hmm. you know, because they cosplay, and then we're like, well, your work is amazing. Let me hire you because we're doing this, this superhero thing, yeah, you know, and we need someone to come up in and dress like you know Iron Man or something, mm-hmm. and they'll have Full several suit. several different outfits, yeah, like that they that they've made, yeah, but so. those, they actually get paid to do that. But that's coming from that that love of doing it as just a fan mm-hmm. first. So these people, they're they're. I, I kind of have a feeling it is TV drama, mm-hmm. like just from hearing stuff about it. It, it really is. Yeah. But you know they. So I don't know if you've ever seen Face Off, which is also on there. I you saw know, a few in the first episode. Yeah, Face Off season. is amazing. So, mm-hmm. but the point is, is these are professional people who make movies, okay, that are using you know things like silicone and silicone molds and so things like that. They are actually movie professionals. They are. Okay. Well, the problem is that these cosplayers are also using those molds. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. using like like seriously high-tech molds to, you know, be able to do the, you know, to be able to make these 
ornate headdresses and different things like that. But it, if, I mean, but it's. But if I had the money to invest in in a mold kit, mm-hmm. you know, and to pay for the six hundred dollar gallon of of you know plastic latex, yeah, I would do it. I, I guess so. I, just, I don't have the funds for that. All kind I'm of saying stuff. is that that there there I guess there are there's people that do it for fun, and then people that take it and you know take it as as far as they can possibly go, you mm-hmm. know, to 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 you know, to make money or to definitely make sure that they win the masquerade or the costume contest. Right. And those are the, you know, those are just a different higher bar, a different set of people. Okay. But uh, there are other people who don't think that they need to spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. There's a guy named uh, Senschart who has a Facebook page called Low Cost Cosplay. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever taken a look at any of the photos in here, here you go, Joe. So here's here's Jaws. Okay. Yeah. So that he's just wearing uh, basically a towel on his head. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, what kind of look at this? A snuggie just wrapped around. Yeah, yeah he just like he a does. snuggie with a pillow. Right. Yeah. And here's him as the girl from Frozen. Oh, uh, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. And uh, the Statue of Liberty. That's, and um, is that a wait? Are the chairs actually just behind him? And he just placed behind, them? Yeah. There's oh, I chairs it was an placed behind him. <laughs> I thought it was an X-wing. So there's him as the Teletubbies. I think this one he just has a plastic bottle on his head. Yeah, he's just holding it there. Yeah, and, and he's holding uh, a banana. He's one of the guys from um, uh, what is this? Uh, is Dragon Go- Ball Z. Yeah, Goku. He just has bananas on his head. Right, yeah. I don't make a lot of rules for cosplay, and I sure don't follow them, but your I number think, one rule is I think you can't is... hold your costume together. You have to be able to walk freely. You need to road test that. So Look, I, He's literally pinching his shoulders there to hold the two rolls of toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so if paper. you have a chance, I'm going to put this on on the show notes. It's, it's really funny stuff to look through. That's pretty ridiculous. So look, look, make sure you take a look through uh, yeah, some, of his, oh my some of his photos. Now I admit, I'm one of those people, I don't spend a lot of money on my outfits. I go to a lot of different places and I just try to find random objects objects that I know I can turn into something. And that's I think that's that's the key to to doing a really good costume but doing it on on a low budget. You know, the the Mad Hatter costume. I think I spent maybe 50 bucks cuz most of it I got at Goodwill or, you know, spare parts I had laying around in my junk drawers, you know, for art projects and stuff. With that, I actually won a costume contest cuz I went to some Halloween party. I made 200 bucks just walking in the door. I didn't, didn't wasn't planning on it that year. And uh, for 50 bucks and some time and effort, it, and it, it was turned something out really you enjoyed, good. something yeah. that was fun. Yeah, exactly. There's some of my favorite places to check, like I'll, once I have like an idea of who I want, mm-hmm. I have like a good three or four thrift stores or Goodwill stores around me that I'll just mm-hmm. hit. And you find the greatest things there. And if you ever want lights or LEDs, mm-hmm. go to the dollar store, go oh, to their yeah. toy section. Yeah. Because yeah. EL wire is nice and all, but yeah. and it is dirt cheap. Yeah, and you can get like a good. Cause I've actually uh, cosplayed my kitchen. It's kind of like Tron in my kitchen. <laughs> Underneath the counter, <laughs> there's EL wire everywhere, and there's two little buttons that you hit. Nice. And it's That's just kind awesome. of. It's a little light, creepy, luminant. Mm-hmm. And when you look down at the countertop, you see the Tron lines. Oh, awesome! So, do you guys awesome. throw fr- frisbees at each other? Right. No. no. We <laughs> normally just sitting there. We just drink some more. It's just like, man, yeah. these are nice lights. <laughs> So uh, I don't know if we've mentioned this, but um, uh, uh, in honor of Tony coming out for the podcast, we brought some Applejack along. That's right. Yeah, and uh, you know, since uh, Applejack is paid by seriously, them. yeah, from Laird's Applejack, all the Applejack yeah. we drink. So oh, it's um, so great that you say that you should be paid by them. If you ever look at a lot of my pictures, 
I am carrying a Snapple bottle. I am trying to get Snapple to sponsor me. What Snapple doesn't know is they make a nice plastic bottle that if you empty out just below the S and then fill it with alcohol, who's going to question someone Nobody walking knows. around drinking Snapple all day right, in costume? Right. So, yeah, so we brought uh, some Applejack, and uh, Joe's having a uh, Applejack and ginger. Diet. And we're having right. a comparison, which is Applejack and uh, orange soda. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, during our Applejack episode, we had mentioned Applejack the Pony. Oh, yes. The My Little Pony, Applejack. Yes. So uh, in honor of also this episode, I watched Bronies, mm -hmm. the extremely unexpected adult fans of My Little Pony documentary. And 2014, Maryland ha is having their own BronyCon. That and, is awesome. So and, uh, and it sold it sold out last year, and a lot of the VIP uh -huh. passes have already sold. There's like yep. $500 tickets. You can't even touch them now. I know. Wow. Unless you so, ride in, you ride in on a pony, you might be able to get in. <laughs> You'd have to like spray paint it. Yeah, you know, and some stars on its butt. Brony documentary on Netflix, by any chance? It is on Netflix. <laughs> I need to add that to my queue. Yes, I watched it two nights ago, and my wife was like, "What the hell are you watching?" And I said, "It's all." Of, and I said, "Go to sleep, honey. This is all you research. Don't, you don't need to see this. <laughs> this is research. This is research." Did and, they dive um, into cloppers? They they is that a little too far? No, I think that's a little too far. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't think I want to know what that is. But no, they they that's they a new discuss, episode. Yeah, yeah, that's a new episode. <laughs> Thanks, but, Tony. Yeah, so um, bronies are you know uh, typically men that enjoy My Little Pony, and most of them uh, play dress up uh, when they go to you know these conventions. You know right. they wear unicorn horns mm -hmm. and uh, dress up, but a lot of people would they be confused they, with furries? Well, that was my question, and they don't really mention it in the documentary. So okay. um, all of our brony fans out there, or furry fans out there, please mm -hmm. let us know, are sometimes bronies confused with furries? And because, vice versa. And vice versa. Because bronies, from what I understand, are just fans of My Little Pony. And that's it. And that's it. And that's what they dress up like. But they're not furries. They're not otherkin. They're not, you know, anything else besides that. Okay. And in fact, I mean, maybe you might have some kind of brony furry crossplay crossplay you Maybe. know yeah. that could possibly happen i'm yeah. not really sure but you know i'm not going to put that label on them myself i no. would also like to know the answer to this because uh last year i did leatherhead from the 1980s teenage mutant ninja turtles and mm -hmm. i was i was very kind of confused with myself i wasn't sure if i was quite <laughs> a furry or not because it was kind of a costume but you were a reptile so there wasn't you know i, know. You I, I, I was plush and very soft <laughs> You chose the wrong fabric, sir. <laughs> it was very breezy, though, so it like, makes <laughs> right. sense. But I tried to make them very masculine by making them talk and, you know, not have cute eyes. I made you did the googly eyes. Angry, no. angry eyes. Right. Well, that's one of the things that I wanted to mention because cosplay for me, what I remember, you know, kind of growing up like in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, mm. I remember people, you know, saying cosplay and that meaning like a sexual connotation. So meaning like bringing you know, a You're costume into the bedroom. Like role-playing. Role-playing, exactly. Right. Now, that gets in this weird whole thing with the whole LARPing thing. Yeah. You know, because... Yeah. The whole when, LARPing thing? <laughs> you mean you, phenomenon, Joe? Phenomenon, yes. <laughs> Back in the 70s, when people were playing D&D, &D, that was considered role-playing, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then somewhere in there, if you dressed up as a, a sailor... And your significant other was a, you know, a mermaid, a, a mermaid or a banker. Mm -hmm. You guys are playing two different parts, or you're playing, you know, you're not yourself. You're playing a part. That was also a role play. 
in the bedroom. So <laughs> there's this weird, like, I can never tell where who, the line is. Who are you dating that played a banker? I mean, I have. <laughs> like, look at all this money I have. How many I times only go did you, to work for four hours did you sign and I go home. A note across the bed saying, you know, put it all in the bag. Was that what you? Were, <laughs> I'm going to make a the deposit. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you make a withdrawal. Can you withdraw <laughs> right. your money all over me? Did you use any of those lines? <laughs> no, no, no. I just so want the interest. I, I just I wanted to mention that when I first heard of. <laughs> <laughs> When I first heard of cosplay, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was like a sexual role play. Right. And then as it got larger, wait, as the <laughs> right. as the movement grew, um, you know, I realized right, you're still no, using I, euphemisms. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. As it erected itself, as, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, as, right. As it as it raised up, mm-hmm. you know, as, as it, the term stiffened in yes, the popular culture. Yeah, yeah. right. It, it um. You know, I got to realize that it's not that. It is right. something totally different. Yes. But uh, people still use that terminology. And, yeah. you know, I, that's, you know, it's... So people still use the, the term cosplay as a as a sexual term as well? That's what I've heard. I've heard that really? being used. I'm not saying, you know, I couldn't find anything on the internet about it. I did search, but mm-hmm. I have heard that before. Okay. Or maybe it was just one girlfriend that I had. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. This summer, I'll have to talk to a lot of people at the con and be like, hey, what term would you rather be called? Are you cosplaying or are you costuming? Ah. See if they find if, if one of them is like, oh, that's highly offensive. Right. I consider right. myself at this level. Costuming right. is amateur. Cosplay is... Well, Tony, pinnacle. I think what you should do is we'll give you uh, a video camera or you can take a video camera and you should do that at the con. Are you and, going to go uh, to con this Oh, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to pick one day. I can't, I can't afford nor do I have the patience for a, a three-day weekend. I'll have a room down there, so hook up me. You'll have a place to stash all your stuff, and you can change. Awesome, sweet. And awesome. we'll have some sponsored Snapple pictures. I'll bring that, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that would be awesome. And I think we should go around and ask. And you know, we'll have a complimentary video to the uh, podcast. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll add it to it. All right. So yeah, that'll definitely. be kind of that. Um, here's a few uh, conventions that happen uh, throughout that I've I've found. In Maryland, here, um, we've got Otakon, which is basically, I think it originally started as anime, right? Yes. It was started anime, as- manga, and that's it. And now it kind of includes... It's just a- everything now. American it's, it's comic books and, and film DC, and everything. Marvel, right. Any- Anything. Anything you want to do, yeah, right, right. So it's basically almost like Comic Con, but it you know more encompasses movies. Well, I think it more encompasses an- the Asian animation with, with yeah. anime and, and manga and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's m- more driven towards that, but everything else is accepted as well. Uh, we have Horror Find here. I'm not sure we're going to have it this year. I haven't seen anything yet, but yeah, I performed at the last Horror Find, mm-hmm. and I, they I don't think they've had anything since. Um, but that's that's a horror science mm-hmm. fiction convention. And uh, we've got, you know, Denver has one, Comic-Con, Vegas has Combat-Con, which is a sci-fi. And Vegas is actually now uh, Otakon spinning off and doing a convention out there. Oh, really? They're trying something new. I believe last year was the first year for it. Oh, cool. Uh, Florida has Hero Hype-Con. And Megacon. And Megacon, yep. Which has gotten bigger. Um, Charleston has one called Costume-Con. Now, this one's interesting because it's actually dedicated to costumes. Like, Oh, so that's specifically it's a what it's about. Yeah. for costumes. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was really neat. Uh, Georgia has one called the Conjuration. <laughs> mm, it's very awesome. punny. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ohio has, has several. I've been to OhioCon, mm-hmm. uh, but they have a few other ones floating around. And I think uh, Worldcon, or the World Science Science Fiction Convention, mm-hmm. this year, 2014, is going to be held in London. Yeah, LundCon. Yeah, yeah. L- or LundCon. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, it's a traveling one. Yeah, it, it moves from different cities every year. Right, like... Um, kind of like what Wizard has now started to do. It's, they now... Wizard, a uh, few years back in the early 2000s, Wizard had conventions in, like, Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, Boston, Texas, Philly... Um, Long Beach, and then Wizard had a lot of financial problems, and now they just kind of restructured. Now it's the Wizard World Tour that's traveling. Oh, okay. okay. So yeah. now they actually can afford because someone's actually paying them to come to the town. I don't think someone's that. I just think it's a way of repackaging it to kind of put a new spin on it, kind of okay. get it up to date. Yeah, People yeah. are more excited about a tour than just, you know, it's here. It's yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Gotcha. And it, it allows them to not have a fixed location every year. Yeah, that's cool. Because yeah, I used to, every year, I would go to Wizard World Philly and Wizard World Chicago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very cool. And uh, I think um, before we wrap up, we should uh, probably do a little PSA. Oh, yeah, because you've got to be careful. It's not all fun and games, kids. There's a lot of serious things that can happen. You could feasibly lose an eye. Or, or you could create some kind of fake eye that just pops out. You know, the rash. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hate stroke. Heat stroke, make sure, um, make sure you're using the right body paint. Mm. Worst thing I seen was up in Chicago one year, this kid had a nice nightcrawler outfit. He was running all around the place. By about noon, he was laying out in the lobby. By about 1 o'clock, the ambulance was taking him away, trying to scrub that stuff off. Oh, wow, just like flopping around like a yeah. fish trying to get air. Yeah, you don't want to wind up with like uh, Jill Masterson and uh, Goldfinger. Gold you know? member. <laughs> also, make sure before you go to any con, a lot of them have rules and regulations. Follow them. There is nothing worse than putting hard work in an outfit and finding out that half of it is banned. Yeah. A lot of them don't let live metal. A lot mm-hmm. of people are like, what's live metal? It's like serious. It's no. like a serious piece of like metal. Like if I bring a real like blade. Blade, yeah. yeah. No live weapons, no yeah. moving parts. If you have guns, a lot of them want orange tips and they want the, the trigger actually zip tied. Oh wow. Okay. And a lot of them you have to actually check in. Like ah. the cons, like, hey, let me see your gun. They put a, they put their own special zip tie on it, like a, so, like a trigger lock. Yeah, no gun. So they probably don't want like Nerf guns and things like yeah. that because they don't want you to. They also you don't know, want squirt guns because you don't know what's. Yeah, being you you don't yeah. want anybody hitting Eric Powell with a with a Nerf Nerf dart. You know, <laughs> puts me in a weird conflict. This Migragoon, my favorite comic book. Just had to throw that out there. Right. <laughs> this summer, uh, my character Mad Cat is uh, he's got a bubble gun. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try to figure out what the gray line is with shooting bubbles at people. Oh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. They'll yeah. really find out when they put the zip tie on it and it just keeps on shooting bubbles. <laughs> yeah. <stops>. Right. <laughs> I can't turn this crazy thing off. Yeah, a lot of moving parts, they, they frown on that. Mm. A friend of mine made um, Doc Ock and he had spinning claws on the ends. They were oh, like, no, so you got to turn off all your electronics. What? But you can have blinking lights, of course. Right. Now, right. We were, you can we were, induce seizures, just can't have spinning parts. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Seizures are okay. Um, <laughs> now, we were, we were kind of talking about your madcap uh, outfit, and mm-hmm. we were kind of discussing that, and you, you had said that he was a daredevil villain. And uh, I... It's a weird gray line. He's kind of good guy, bad guy. Yeah, he's so he's like a vigilante. He's like your anti-hero, yeah. yeah. Right. So, and uh, I looked at your costume that you had shown me a picture of, and I, I immediately went, oh, that's Full Killer. So I thought he was a different character, right? Full Killer has 
very similar hat. So, uh, you know, so I was kind of confused as to who it was. So, Tony, how often do you get that when you go costuming? How often do you get confused for a different character? Uh, pretty often. Yeah. Like when I did the the Leatherhead, apparently I looked just like some anime uh, alligator that walked around. Someone also called me Wally Gator. A, a different yeah. anthropomorphic <laughs> alligator. Right. Yeah. But, uh, oh, the Wally, last... is that like from National Lampoon's, like Wally World? No, that was a big moose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. He was we, a big moose. He punched the moose right in the yeah. nose. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> recently, the last couple of characters I did, I tried to do them so they're like... There can't be any confusion. Yeah. I, if I'm Mysterio, I have a big globe on my head. I don't know too many other people that have big globes <laughs> on their head. Right. Maybe I don't read enough, so maybe there is. Yeah. But I don't know. But yeah, yeah, there was the confusion with me being Mr. Bill. Someone thought I was a Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Ant Man. A lot of people knew who I was with that. Yeah, we did uh, when I was uh, Lord Varys, and we went to the Halloween costume contest. Um, I mean, apparently, not as many people. No Game of Thrones. You got um, what's his name from Beetlejuice? Oh yeah. Well, which which one? Uncle the 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 big guy who had the same damn robe. Yeah. In Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking, Mauve. <laughs> you know, and yeah, he was, he was like the big uncle or whatever. Yeah, but no, I I I definitely looked like Lord Varys. Yeah. I mean, hands down. Yeah. You know, I was a good Lord Varys. Mm-hmm. So Tony, uh, you were talking to me about the different characters and the different personas that you have, but you were saying that you you didn't even know it was cosplaying. You kind of just... I kind of stumbled onto it. And it's weird because um, how we originally met throughout the sideshow and the freak show thing mm-hmm. is um, in early 2000, actually in October 2000, I created a, a persona in the freak show to kind of introduce a new trick and to kind of revamp because... You know this. We're not bands. We don't write new songs every week. We do the yeah. same tricks. But sometimes you got to put a new spin on it. Right. So I created a character called El Tigre, and he actually made his debut at the 930 Club on October 28th of 2000. And for years, I would always have this persona. He did more extreme tricks. Like I would do kind of the tamer things, and then he would come out and just be like balls to the wall. He'd insult the Literally audience. Literally balls to the wall. Yeah, that is I've his, seen that some is of his claim stuff. to yeah. fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his ability to lift things with his... Balls, so yeah. Well, not right. so to speak. It is to the, speak. The, right. the junk, yeah. Yeah. And for years, yeah, just doing this character, and someone eventually was like, you know, you're cosplaying. I was like, I'm not cosplaying. I created this person. It's right. like, well, anytime you take on another persona that isn't yourself, and you actually have a costume and everything and you don't have it. split personality disorder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, that's a cosplay. And I was like, yeah, huh, but, the, weird. but then saying, but then if you use that rationale, Bruce Wayne is cosplaying. No, 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 he's costuming. No, no, Batman is the only one. He, (laughs) Batman, cosplays as Bruce Wayne. You're getting it wrong. But you know what I mean? Like, it. (laughs) No, I totally know what you're, but you you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he costumes as Bruce Wayne, millionaire playboy. Yes, but Batman didn't create the persona. Well, I guess he did create the persona of Bruce Wayne. But you created the persona and the costume of El Tigre. So that's yours. Correct. That's your your invention. That is yours. So you can't I don't I don't think you can cosplay yourself. Even if you're just acting as, you know, uh, a different you, you know what the hell's his name? Um, even if if you're acting as, you know, a Tyler Durden to your normal self, you know. 
it doesn't, I don't think it's cosplay. All I'm See, saying that's why I never is, thought is it was. I've, I've never seen El Tigre and Tony in the same room together, okay? <laughs> yeah, because... I've never seen it happen, but I've also never seen them switch into each other or anything like that. So okay. I still maintain they are two separate entities completely. Ironically okay. enough, we have been together on stage multiple times. Yeah, at yeah. the same time. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time. It's not really the same But thing. it's the whole Batman and Bruce Wayne thing, I totally relate to that because there is something different when I... When I take on the El Tigre persona and he comes into the picture, he is much more vocal. I'm very much on stage. I don't like talking. I don't right. like the sound of my voice. I'm very kind of like reserved, kind of laid back. Oh, well, then you should be great when uh, you listen to this. So, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I hate the sound of my voice. <laughs> but then like when El Tigre comes out on stage, it's, it's a big, booming voice. Yeah. Actually, you were on his show a couple weeks ago, The yep. Upkeep Assad. Yeah. And it's... It's it's the it may as well just be the LT Gray show because if you start talking, he's going to chime in and it's right. it's just yeah. But you're comfortable. You are comfortable with with that character. Oh yeah. In the outfit and the character and the persona. So again, it's like that weird your this weird line of costuming and cosplay and acting and. But I don't I don't I still don't think where it does is. the line blur? Yeah, because there is start, some things that end? I. Because you have asked me to do shows, you and I'm like, do you mm-hmm. want me or do you want El Tigre? And you're mm-hmm. kind of like, what's the difference? I'm like, there's a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> Tony does not talk. Tony's very kind of like, he'll only do certain tricks. But El Tigre, you get the full show. Right. And you'll you'll get someone that's going to be up there and just like antagonizing the audience. For me, it's just like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> it's like me doing a show with you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Joe just slings a sledgehammer. That's it. That's as far as he goes. Yeah. Right. Next time, I'll wear the 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 mask and oh, great. people will really get screwed up with that one. <gasps> he is two different people. No, I've done that. I have a stunt double. Dude. And it, the best <laughs> thing is, it's a buddy of mine, Brandon, who's about a foot shorter than me and about 70 pounds heavier than me. So it's like these two, so it's like Laurel and Hardy out there, right? And then El Tigre comes back and he's grown a couple inches. He's slimmed down. He's hit the gym. <laughs> and everyone's like, but, wow. But in my mind, it's that whole Andy Kaufman just screwing with yeah, the audience. Yeah, I'm like, I know, it, you guys know it's suited for people, but am I going to acknowledge it? Absolutely not. No, no. Because you guys are fools and you'll do anything. You'll just, I'm just spoon feeding <laughs> you the whole time. You can I will that mold too. you. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, that is enough for cosplay for the night, um, mm-hmm. especially because I need to go put some pizza in me. Oh, We're going back to the pizza that. episode after <laughs> right. all this Applejack. And uh, thanks for talking about Applejack and uh, all the bronies that dress like her, uh, whether they be men or women. And uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate you all spending time with us. Thank you Aww. for having me. I, I listen to you guys every week. Due to my new job, I can't listen to you as much. I'm sorry. Right. But, you know. Maybe oh, I'll you'll get, catch maybe up. I'll get back on yeah, my you'll catch up. You'll, you'll catch up. Off again. Yeah, right. that'd be great. But uh, so. if anybody's out there that wants to learn more there's tons of sites on you know costume designing and and you know helpful sites if you guys really want to go to a convention try it i've always wanted to be hair star okay you know with the uh with the with the dead eye i just can't find a white suit jacket mm. that's going to cost me anything less than 180 bucks <laughs> right. and i am not willing to spend that <laughs> right that's an I, investment I just, keep, I just keep on going to thrift stores hoping i'm going to come across a white jacket for a fat man you know <laughs> so but anyway tony thank you so much for hey, coming thanks out thanks for having we me we really appreciate it and to all you people out there that are cosplaying or costuming or personing whatever you want to call it just have fun don't pay attention to the person that's like mm-hmm. that thinks their doesn't smell and they're walking around like, oh, I spent this many hours sewing. If you did it in five minutes and it looks good, more power to you. Right on.
All right, guys, we're out of here. Take care. Hey, is there any topics that you want us to cover? Anything that you want to talk to us about or let us know about? Email us, feedback at thecurioso.com. Our Facebook, facebook.com backslash thecuriosopodcast. We tweet at curiosopodcast. And if you have any five-star reviews you'd like to give us on iTunes, please feel free. my tongue up. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Batman.